Yes, sir. Welcome to episode four with Live with the Villain and True Styles featuring the GS14 on the keyboard. It's October 2nd, 2023, and I want to get right into the first topic tonight. It's something I've been waiting for for 27 years. Hey, yo, first story of the day, the breaking news about the arrest of Keefe D on the murder of Tupac Shakur. Big fan here. He's been my by far favorite rapper, my idol. This story's huge. Hit me with what you got, True Styles. Hey, I'm just happy there's some kind of breakthrough. You know, I don't know where this is going to lead. I don't know who's really what and if this person's really guilty. You know, I always had a couple of theories in my head that the government was part of it and Puffy's part of it and Shook's part of it. And I have all these different things that, you know, have been brought to my attention about it. But in short, I'm happy there's progress. It, what this tells me is there's attention being paid towards this what's called a cold case. And that makes me wonder how big of an influence, how big of an impact Tupac really was. And I just remember being in college and having all this go down and like, yo, wow. It's, 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 it, it was a lot. It was a lot. And this is a lot. But this is a breakthrough. It's a, it's a breakthrough. And it's, it's to put a pause on a lot of other things in, 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 in my immediate attention outside of my immediate you know, focus in, in life. Of things that I have to really focus on like my day, like my job and stuff. But this is cool. Sports is cool, but yeah, this is interesting. I mean, it's 27 years. 27 yeah. years. Now, mm. there's been a lot of things about this case. It's been all different rumors. Is he even dead? I mean, over the last 27 years, Shook has made us believe he's still alive. Um, this has just been it's been a long time coming. I mean, for them to accuse Keefe D, why? Um, I mean, the guy's been going around for years saying he did it. Or his nephew did it, and he was in the car. He thought he had this immunity. It's just hard that they didn't find anything back then based on where it happened with technology. I mean, cameras were pretty plentiful back then, and surveillance was, was pretty easy. You know, it just seems like it was swept under the carpet. You know what I mean? You know what? I got some questions for you. Okay, before you yeah. get into that, you say it was swept under the carpet. I have That's a theory okay. to why. I have a theory to why it was swept under the carpet. Mm. But you got to go back to 1996 and understand the, what Vegas was trying to do. Mm. In 96, they were trying to change their image. They were trying to make it more a vision spot for families. They couldn't have the biggest rapper slash actor in the world gunned down on gang violence when they're trying to change the image. I think they quickly tried to sweep this up because it was like the worst kept secret of what went down that night. You know, that's my theory behind it. There was a lot of truth to that. Um, but you said you got some questions for me. Yeah, Let's I, go. Hit me with I, it. I, actually, I could support that because like you said, Vegas, middle of nowhere, desert. Just a, you know, how's a car get away in that area? What did this man mean to the community and the hip hop world? Meaning Tupac, Tupac Shakur. I mean, you gotta really think about this. Think about the chain of events in his life. 
that what it meant to people, what he stood for. I mean, this was a man who really thought another black man would never shoot him. He was shocked by that. He talked about that. He goes, I can't believe they shot me. Hmm. He really thought he was their voice. Coming from his background with his mother being a Black Panther, um, he, to this day, listen to any rap song today. These rappers still talk about him. Some of these guys weren't even born when he was alive, and they talk about him. Like, I know for me, there's no one better. I know me and a childhood friend of mine, Dose, that's all we would bump. We would be always, like, pumping pop. You know, it was, like, just everything about him. He could rap. He could act. He was very influenced with uh, politics. He was a poet. I mean, he could do it all. Like, Speaking of, speaking of, do you think if Pac was alive today, he would have been a force in politics? I heard you mention Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah, he was part of the Millionaire March with him and Snoop. Yeah. They were big advocates of that. Like, they were, like, he was very, very big into movement and pushing forward for not just the black community, every community. Yeah, you know, was he was just, there was a lot of things. He would be that type of guy. He'd be seeing a mother struggling with kids and take the money out of his pocket and give her a few few hundred dollars. That was his how he was. So you, you know, this guy was mom, iconic. His mom was, was Black Panther, which is politics, you know, in, in mm-hmm. a form of a sense of that form. So he obviously had that influence. And this is where talking about my theory, where I felt like the government had something to do with it. Because what does the government do? They always attack in a political fashion or political person. That has power like this man. This man had it in the 90s. Think about some of the other folks that were oppressed and government just took out different generations, different decades. And I just feel like if they knew or they had a way to seize this, or they had a way to figure this out. That's what I feel like. Well, and they, they just, did, they, and they, they did they try. Minimal. You think they really tried hard? Or do you think they, oh, they did? Effort, knowing this man, if he was alive, he might change and, and bring hip hop in the black community to another level that the government wasn't ready for. Especially being only the '90s, you know, today, 2023, it, it's almost like he was ahead of his time. Well, let me explain what where you were going with that. It sort of did happen. Let's rewind back to in, I want to say like '94. He was driving after a show. He was riding in the car with some of his group, Thug Life, which eventually most of them became the Outlaws. He witnessed two white guys beating up a black guy or bullying a black guy. He jumped out of the car. When he got out of the car, one of the white guys turned the point of the gun to him, get back in the car, called him a racial name or the limo. Yeah, he went back in the limo, got his gun and fired at him. It turned out they were two off-duty police officers who stole the gun from the evidence room. So he got off on them charges. But this is how the government tried to slow him down. Uh, Mr. I'm glad he got arrested, uh, former mayor there, Rudy Juvenali, whatever his name is, went to the judge in his alleged rape case and said, I don't care. This man doesn't walk. He's a cop killer in his mind. And that's how he got four years in uh, maximum security for uh, excessive touching of a buttocks in that rape case child. That's what that guy, that alleged fair guy, 
uh, Rudy did to the Tupac. Hmm. Tupac never stood a chance with the last name Shakur in America. I mean, he, he said it clearly himself. I never had a record till I made a record. What does that tell you about that? That the they try to they try to shut him up. Hmm. Well, I think the man's still living his presence right here, right now, and like you said, this next generation is failing him. What have you learned Look, since? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, just listen to just listen to rap music. The new newer days, you will hear his lyrics and other people's rhymes. What have you learned since? Well, all right. So since in 2009, the L.A. Police Department made a special case to try and find out if crooked cops were involved in Biggie Smalls' murder. Hmm. So along that case, which is well-known, they come across former gang leader uh, Dwayne Keefe Davis, a.k.a. Keefe D. Mm -hmm. And they were eyeing him because he's had ties to Puffy, Biggie Smalls. He was around them. And they were trying to pin him on the Biggie case. So they got smart and said, well, let's try to set him up with something else. And they sent it over undercover and had him buy some kind of like a PCP off him. Once they had him, they brought him in and said, okay. You're going away for a long time. We got you unless you can tell us what you know about the Biggie Smalls thing. And Keefe turned around and said, well, that wasn't us. And they they started thinking, well, if that wasn't you, what was? And he goes, what I know can blow your effing mind, he said to him. That's when it got real where they said, oh, okay, so you don't know about Biggie, but you know about something else. So they went to the U.S. District Attorney or whatever and, uh, and got an immunity in L.A. for what he knew about the Tupac Shakur case. And it was going to get him free out of jail from the PCP. And he explained the whole situation, how there was four people in the car. It was Terrence Bubble Up Brown, the driver, allegedly. In the passenger seat, it was Keefe D., in the behind the driver was DeAndre Smith, aka Big Dre. Behind Keithy D was Orlando Anderson, aka Baby Lanes, who was the guy that Tupac stomped out at the MGM Grand that night after the Tyson fight. So he alleges that they went looking for him. They all knew at the after party that they were going to go perform at six six two. After waiting there an hour or so, they allegedly, they didn't show up. They left. They went to a liquor store. As they were leaving the liquor store, they were supposed to go back to their hotel room. They were going to hang out, drink, and smoke and whatnot. As they were driving down Flamingo, they hear Tupac, Tupac, a bunch of girls were screaming at Tupac. And Tupac was out the, the sunroof of the BMW, hollering back at him. He, like, basically, if, if he was sitting in the car, right, they would have never seen him. And that's when he turned around. Allegedly, Keefe D got the gun from this guy, uh, Zip Martin, who's a known drug dealer in New York, who has ties to Puffy, who is now deceased at this time. Keefe D took the gun, tried to give it to Big Dre. Big Dre says, nah, -uh, that's Tupac. I'm not touching it. Gives it to Orlando. Orlando reaches across him, 
and opens up and fires so many rounds. That makes the most sense of what has seemed to happen that night. And I do believe that to be the truth. I do believe the only thing I think that Keithy D could be lying on is one of two things. Where he was sitting and who the shooter is. But the other three guys in the car are all dead. There's only two people from the two cars that are actually alive. Suge Knight and Keefe D. They're childhood friends. One went bloods, one went, went crips. And Suge in jail refuses to uh, say what happened that night. I did see that little clip on him speaking, how he wouldn't elaborate on that no matter what. And it sounds like he knows, but I don't know. He does. <laughs> and he was in the car. <laughs> so it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. But you know what? At the end, I think Pac would have had a huge impact in today's world. And I think we would have been a lot further along in politics. And I think that the culture of politics would have been further along. And to say that it hasn't progressed today would be lying. It definitely has. I just think it would have progressed in other and more directions than it currently has. Not to say it's only can only go one way. I just think there would have been a lot more integration in politics, almost like the Bible's now integrating science. I want to point out one more thing that is very interesting in all this. Um, I also do believe that Sean Puffy Combs, a.k.a. Diddy, is somehow tied to this. Um, there are Keefe D alleges that he was offered a million dollars to actually kill both Pac and Shug. Mm -hmm. And allegedly, on the night of the shooting, Puffy reached out to Keefe D. Was that us? And Keefe D said yes. Now, there was only one hit that night. Shug survived. Supposedly, Puff gave Zip 500000 And Zip Martin never gave it to Keefe D., and allegedly, shortly after, Zip opened up his own nightclub in New York. When he took the money, what, what Puff alleged gave, gave him, who knows? So. That's some inside stuff right there. Oh, it's well documented. It, it, it was it was a documentation by Keefe D. Oh, and it's in his book that he has gone out all over YouTube. So. Now. You have any other things on this? No, you have no more questions for me. I will say this as a fan. This was one of my favorite topics. I still, like I said, listen to Bach almost every day. But Joe, I want to get into something else. I want to keep the flow moving. I've been teaching Joe, as you all know, the last few shows how to, you know, become a better. And I want to go over Joey's results and my results last week. <laughs> Hey, Joey, another good week. You went one and one. You know, nothing wrong with that. You're you're now three and one on the, the season on the two weeks we've done so far. Very impressive. I do not lose money. Hey, you're at, you're very good. <laughs> now, for me, I went one and one, and I'm two and two. So, you know, again, we're both. We're sitting at units. We're in. We're even or above. That's very good. Sounds so like I want you to into... money. Ah, it depends. It depends how you know I didn't <laughs> bet two units on one of these. <laughs> I, I I will say this on one of my my under in the uh, San Fran uh, Arizona game. 
that last touchdown. Man, I just wanted them to nail the ball. But, hey, that's the way it goes. You, coin flips, you win some, you lose some. So, yes, all right, True Styles, what you got for me? What's your first pick this week? Uh, Zona. Got Zona, plus three. Okay, I like how you're going Zona. with a home dog. Yeah, um, I just don't uh, – Man, what do you know. like about Zona compared to uh, the Bengals? What or what don't you like about the Bengals? Why you want to go Zona? I think Arizona is playing a uh, hero ball, and it's just one of those games that everybody chalked up, including and this is a chalked up game for the Bengals, and the Bengals are in trouble. Bengals are in trouble. I, I don't know where they're going, where they've been, uh, what Joe Burrow is doing. Um, the slow start. I mean, maybe it's just a tank season to get, to get something else. Maybe get alignment for them. But I don't. I just don't see the Bengals. Going on the road and, and just uh, and beating this team that's playing really good ball right now. As I mentioned, but in week two, I think it was. Uh, we don't know any stars on this roster, but I know that they're well, they're uh, playing good competitive football. They are playing pretty hard. I mean, they can struggle. Okay, everyone's struggling against San Fran. I'm chalking that one up. Yeah. Um, your theory on the Bengals, you're pretty spot on. But I think maybe um, Jamar Chase was onto something when he said that Joe Burrow should sit the first four weeks. Because that leg's not going to get better in season, they they should sit him. You could tell he can't he can't throw off it. That's why like Zona at plus three, I, I like that. It's a good pick and it's a home dog. They're playing hard. It's a good spot for that. What's your second pick? Um, second pick. Let's get a little swift. Load. I got the Vikings uh, plus five and a half. I mean that's that's a little. <laughs> I don't know, man. You look at the, the Chiefs. They where have they been? What are they doing? They they struggled. Um, Zach Wilson may have gotten some confidence after what we're seeing, and I think right now football is is got a lot of parity. And I, I think well, right now the Chiefs. I just think that's a that's tough. They're gonna go into Minnesota. I think it's a tough spread right now for that. And I just I'm not even confident they're gonna beat them. Well, so. I'm gonna say I don't like this one, but it's your pick. It's a home dog. Um, I think the Chiefs are fine offensively still. They're going against uh, the Vikings with a weak defense. Um, and the Chiefs has got a very good defense this year. But at five and a half, again, it's still a good number. Man, I, I got no play either side of that, so I hope you get the win. But I like what you're thinking. You're taking my theory of home dogs. I like that. I'm going to get into my picks. I, I like the spot here. The Pats just going to embarrass, just going to embarrass by the Cowboys. I expect a bounce back game with them minus one and a half versus the Saints. Um, The Saints are kind of banged up. The Saints got beat beat down too. I like the Pats at minus one and a half. You know, Hmm. and my next one, I don't like these big games usually. I usually try to stay away from these, but. I'm going with the 49ers minus three and a half versus the Cowboys. Okay. I think they're gonna just I think they're gonna beat them by double digits. Usually when it's three and a half, I would buy that point down a half. Yeah, I may still do it just because it's my rule. But at three and a half, I normally never like playing three and a half if I'm given points. So I just still see the 49ers winning by double digits here. I just think they are the cream of the crop in the NFL right now. So sense. okay. Uh, and I, I do want to give a little shout out to my Broncos finally winning the game. I know my bet is dead, but whatever. I'm still a fan. How'd your boys do? Oof. 
Yeah, got smashed. Man, I just, I told you, I said it could be a struggle this week. It could be a struggle. I didn't think Miami's defense is really going to do that well against Josh Allen. Overall, even though I think he's got his uh, he's got his faults and flaws when it really matters. Um, our defense has shown me that they're real easy to score on. And outscoring teams is only going to last for so long. And I think uh, a little bit of a wake-up call. As I mentioned, I knew things would happen, but we're still a better team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah you know, yeah. that, oh, that does move now. Josh Allen did move tops odds on the MVP now. I mean, the Bills, uh, like, plus 700, bet 10 to win 80. You know, no, my question is what what does that? Why does he why is all of a sudden he has one good week? He's the MVP. It discounts all he's the had three good weeks. weeks. Okay. Yeah, three good weeks. It's it's just like anything else. Week to week changes your opinion on people. Yeah. Sometimes your defense though can make your quarterback get that award. That is true, but yeah. hey, that happens. Yeah. Like, hey, Tua comes back and bounces have another good week, and, and Josh Allen struggles in London against Jacksonville. Could change them line moves. So if Tua's you know, defense was better this week, would he still be in front of Josh Allen? Oh, absolutely. Got it. I mean, Tua Dolphins plus five hundred, ten dollars wins you sixty. He's still high up there. It, it, you got to look at it. It's gonna go week to week. Dolphins bounce back, and then Josh Allen and them lose. Like I said in London, you're gonna see it bounce again. It's gonna be a week to week thing. Yeah, I was. I was thinking on that, about that. Too. I was thinking on that. Uh, I, um, I, I love Buffalo getting smacked up over there. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I love Jacksonville in <laughs> London. Yeah. Okay. So that's all our betting stuff for the week. And now we're going to get into one I know me and True Styles don't see eye to eye on. Oh. This, this, this has been big news. We're going to go to the NBA a little bit. We had two monster trades I felt this week. We had. Dame Dollar, Dame Little going from Portland to the Milwaukee Bucks. We had uh, Drew Holiday leaving Milwaukee, going to Portland, now going over to Boston. By both of these two teams requiring these players, they both moved up to the front at tie for first for best chance to win in the East. I, my question is through these trades, who got better? Who's the pieces? And who do you think is the better team in the East? True Styles, I'm going to let you go first because I know where Robinson ends on this. Boston's better. Boston's better. Boston's better. Why? Just having Porzingis alone. I mean, Porzingis, he was an addition. Barring injury, he makes a big difference. Losing okay. Robert Williams does hurt. However, Robert Williams was never really the answer for your players like Giannis. Al Horford <laughs> was the answer. Al Horford is the best defensive big man in the NBA when it comes to stopping Giannis's, excuse me, slowing down Giannis's, slowing down your Embiid's, competing with Jokic's and the big boys. Who's a better defensive big man? Al Horford. Yes, he's older, but he's still 37. There. He's a veteran. And everybody's is he? older. Yeah, he's he's probably, he might even be 37. Giannis is 28. They're all old. <laughs> Isn't Giannis Not June. Old? <laughs> Giannis is 28. Um, Hoffer in June turned 37. Yeah. Players are getting older. That's one of the areas that it doesn't necessarily suffer. Three-point shooting will suffer when he's tired. Even perhaps free throw shooting will suffer when he's tired. But he's not a scoring option. Al Horford is a defensive big man. He can't block shots the way he used to, although he was, I think, number four last the NBA last year and blocks. It, there's a whole lot to it. I just think that overall, 
the team that everybody thinks Milwaukee is, is the team they were two seasons ago, two and a half seasons ago. The Celtics have more chemistry. We have two all-NBA players entering their prime. They're entering their prime. They're not in their prime. They're entering their prime as all-NBA players. What, you, what uh, years do you consider prime? Uh, me, I think prime in the NBA is your late 20s. Like six years in, seven years in. So when you get to like your six years, we're usually when the switch is there. It's when it's like, all right, you're, you're going to be around for a minute. You're, you're going to do something. You, you're going to be a special player. Seven years in is when you really should start making all-star games. Um, once you get 11 years in, you have brand. You're probably entering the tail of your prime. That's right. Oh, that wow. to me is like as a star player. That's when you get around 15, 16 years in the league of, an, of a, like an, like a Dwayne Wade career. You know what I'm saying? Some GS players block some early. Some some players come in and get in there around uh, you know, two or three years in there on title teams. But your prime when you're a key player, yeah. GS14. Can you look up the age of Michael Jordan when he won his last three titles and his first three titles, please? I, I got a quick thing I want to ask you. What I'm going to just give you games played the last four years by two players. I want to tell me what you feel more comfortable with. What's one? You got 33 games, 66 games, 68 games, and 62 games. You got another player played 65 games, 51 games, 17 games, and 34 games. Which play do you feel comfortable with? I can't put all those numbers came at me too much, but I know what most of those are. Um, so you're asking me the difference. I think I saw Porzingis was one of those, the one with 65, 51, and 17 games, right? Who else was on that list? Yeah, I, I can't. There was too many. Okay, the next number is what the next, the other numbers, the first numbers were 33, 66, yeah. 68, and 62. So those are going back four years. Yep, both of them were four right, let's, years. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back two years because you want to go back four years. You want to go okay. back four years. You... On, on four years. <laughs> I'll go back four years. You want to go I, back four I, years. I... And Al Hoff is one of the best players and one of the best defensive men in the NBA right now. If you want to go back four years, come on, man. Like, let's let's talk. Let's talk relevant. We're talking about. Okay. See, this is what I mean. Milwaukee hasn't done nothing in two years, man. Let's want to go back. Let's go back the last what since 2017. Since 2017, I, the Eastern Conference Finals has been uh, represented by the Celtics or the Bucks since 2017. And they've met okay, and once. How many rings did the Celtics Hold on. They, they met once, and the Celtics beat them when they, when they okay. met. When they, when, they, when they met, okay? And the, the Milwaukee does have their ring. My point is that was – how long ago was that? Who's been to the Conference Finals since? Who's been to the NBA Finals since? Who's been more relevant the last two years? And they've got more have they won now? But wait a minute, you said a key thing. They lost, they you lost have, the, you have two, two, two top fifteen players, and you lost to the same team. team Milwaukee lost to. Now Milwaukee brings a guy in who is a top fifteen player. You're talking about a Milwaukee team from two years ago that's lost one of the players who's now on our team, who was actually the second best player on that team at that time. In, in, in Drew Holiday. He's now on our team. And that was two years ago. That team's dismantled. Chris Middleton was two years ago then. <laughs> Where's Chris Middleton now? Oh, that numbers that played all them games more than Porzingis was Chris Middleton, who's still, I believe, uh, 32, the 33, the 34 is still played, prime years in the he NBA. 30, he played 33 games last year, 66 years. Okay. That. 
His career high but, but, was four years minute, ago, wait. and he's descended since. He yeah. averaged 20.9 in, 20, in 2019, 2020. He has done nothing since but go down. And now he averages 15.1, and he's washed. He's not even – Washed. Przingis has never proven to be, like, be able to play. He's never played a whole year. You got I, 65 I games last, last year to a dead last Washington him. team? I don't even include him in the big three. He's the number four. Drew Holiday is oh. actually the third best player on that. I'm, team. I'll be honest. I love Drew Holiday, but I don't. I just think what you gave up. You, we got better with Al at 37 is not gonna now. Now Al can't guide Giannis and not worry about other people. Like they, now you gotta worry about Dame Dollar. Now you, you're gonna try a double team Giannis. This is not gonna end well for Boston unless they get another big. So how they who's they need another Tatum. big? You're forgetting about Tatum and Brown. You act like they don't gotta defend us. <laughs> Who's gonna cover Porzingis? Giannis, he'll be in foul trouble quick. Dog. No, you go by they got they got Robin Lopez. You got you got Brooke, Robin Lopez. I mean, hey man, let, the, me, let me say the, this. Jordan's first three peat was 27 to 29 years old. Yeah, 32 to 30. And I don't see I don't see Brown and Tatum doing any of that. Okay, maybe not because it's parody league now. You don't you don't even go there. You know there's too much parody league. Nobody's doing that now. There's way too much parody in the league. It's a whole different ball game. I believe um, in the East. The Celtics have also won more games in the last seven years. I understand they haven't won the title. Look who we go against. They're saying it's it, sometimes I feel like the Celtics are burnt out by the time they get to the finals. Like the year went against, we, we had to work our way through Milwaukee with all that traveling Giannis did, and we still beat them. What year was that? 2021. Oh. I know I'm, I know I'm picking at it, but then we still won. It's just like we've been smacking, we've been smacking Milwaukee the last three years. You're talking about three Where's years, the hardware? Years ago. It doesn't matter. I it's mean, with, this, isn't the, this isn't the Brian, 60s with four teams. teams move, when you move the goalpost, would you? Keep moving the goalpost, man. You're talking about us, Milwaukee versus Boston, not, not Boston versus Golden State. I stamp this. You're talking about Milwaukee versus Boston. And you're talking about a Milwaukee team from two years ago that has their best player now on our team. Where are you going with this, man? Time stamp this. <laughs> Barring an injury from Giannis. Milwaukee will be the better team and will go further than the Celtics in the playoffs. Unless, unless the Celtics oh, there, can get some players in. See, the unless they need, come in there. I don't they're, think they got enough bigs now. I agree we don't have enough bigs. We're still a better Milwaukee team. comes out of the East. Wow. You crazy. <laughs> I, I'm not. I just, yeah, I think you, you, you think Middleton. Didn't they just give him another contract? They're not going to just give a guy a contract they don't think he can play. Because okay. he's tradable now. He's a veteran <laughs> on somebody else's team. Not if they signed him for a two- or three-year deal. What, what is Chris Middleton, though? Really, what is he? What has he really done? What has he done you can say, all right, this guy's willing to come back after all these knee injuries. What is he going to do to make a difference? He's not going to get a mid-range jump shot off against us. He can't do Who's going to guard him? He can't, he can't. You don't need to guard him. Yes, you do now you with Dean, you do. Him. We'll Come see. on, look at look at his game. He doesn't have to put the ball on the floor and create. He doesn't have to be that second scorer now. Let me ask you this question: Who's got more weapons offensively, Boston or, or Milwaukee? Milwaukee, offensively more weapons. You forget about Tatum. Lo- Brown. Lopez can give you twenty. What can Porzingis give you thirty? Probably an injury. What can Drew? How, what, what can? All right, so what you say about anybody else in their team? Pat, now Pat, Pat can give you Chris ten to fifteen. Yo, look at Derek. Chris White, can give you Drew 10 Holiday. to 15. We go, yo, we go all NBA players. <laughs> look, come on, Derek White. Come on. Derek, With that hairline? He's got a worse hairline than LeBron. 
Hey, he's better than Pat Connaughton. He's better than Pat Connaughton. I like Derek White, but you can't count on him. You can't count on Pat Connaughton then. They're the same kind of play. They both role play. You, you, you reach Connaughton six five. I Listen, mean, come on, Celtics, Derek White. He's gonna shoot I'm, over Chris. Oh, uh, Derek White. On paper, the Celtics are Milwaukee's better because Al Horford is better than the, both the Lopez brothers. Both of them. He's better than both of them. He's got more stuff to show it too. He's got Ooh. more personal. Al Horford. He's better than both. Father Time is gonna show with this guy. I'm Bring, sorry. I mean, who? What? Last time he was here, he was the, called average Al. Now all of a sudden, everyone loves him. The guy doesn't show up in the playoffs. Bam, tucked him in. Bam, bam. And I believe uh, Tyler Hero wasn't in that series. How, basically, how does Milwaukee and the Celtics lose to Miami last year? I'm sorry, you guys are lucky that my right. the both teams are and lucky Milwaukee that lost in the Miami first round, four to one. I'm just saying, yeah. man. What, what, what are you people talking about? How are you going to compare? A team Did you win the ring? The conference finals. But like I said, we beat y'all because y'all keep losing the first round. You lost. Should have got swept. Okay. But you lost the first round. Then the year before, then we beat y'all. You're talking about us versus you. You're talking about us versus Golden State. Like I said, keep moving the goalposts, would you? This is around this. This is hey, I'll keep moving it. But Number let me ask Joe. you something. Celtics you guys have been trying to win a championship for how finals. long? In the Eastern Conference, 23, 22, and 20. So basically, three of the last four years, we've been a better team. Yeah. Three but, of the last four years. What are you talking about? Old stuff. But again. wait a minute. Who's like, got the like ring? Chris Middleton. You got to come around. <laughs> Who's got the ring? Against who? Who has the ring? Against who? Against who? They have the ring against three Phoenix? years. Uh, three years ago. But three do they have ago. a ring? When, three years ago. When's the last ago, time the Celtics won the ring? Players now in Boston, man. Why, why do people have to be, yo? Hey, let me ask them. Do you actually trust written. Joe? Do I you trust Joe? Narrative. I think Boston's a better team. That's what you asked the Do question. Do you trust is. Joe as the coach? No. No. And I don't trust Milwaukee. I still think I think uh, Boston. Now, hey, they got a question. I they got a rookie coach why. coming in. I, I'm sorry. I, I think Milwaukee's the better team. Adrian Griffin. Look, All right. So, it, well, we know David. I, I can Lillard ask you this, though. 58 games last year and 29 games the year before. I know we're talking about that. <laughs> He should be good. He um, should average 30. We should take Giannis' numbers down a little bit. Chris Middleton will be there average 12. Like, that matters. <laughs> so, I did a little uh, <laughs> I did a little research. Before I get into my research, also remember, mm. I will say this. I We're curious. Remember, they're all new assistants in Boston, too. At the end of the season, they all left with their to Houston. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping one of my boys... I'm hoping one of my boys, Emil Jefferson, really comes through for you. You know, I, I might have to remind him and Tatum that, you know, how Boston hates on the brotherhood of Duke, that maybe they might, uh you know, stick it to you. And, 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 if, they, and if DJ uh, Stewart makes the team, he's another Dukey. But I did some little research. Mm. The Celtics draft capital, what they have. I, I At first, I thought they gave up a little too much mm-hmm. for this. Now, I don't care so much about draft capital. But I do think Boston needs to make another move. I don't think they have enough bigs to compete with Milwaukee. And, um, uh-oh, I lost True Styles here. Just give him a minute. This. I got some more for you. All right, we got True Styles back. He, you know, technical issues. I mean, pay your electric bill. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a little research. Um, The Celtics do have some more draft capital. Um, They still have their... um. 2025, 2026, and 2027. They don't have San Antonio owns their right to their uh, uh, swap right to their 2028. So Boston could be in the mix for a trade. Um, the money could be a problem, 
but I wouldn't mind seeing them make another move. I also kind of looking into Milwaukee. Milwaukee, capital-wise, is in trouble. A lot of their picks are going elsewhere, so they need to pick up some draft capital in Milwaukee, I'll, I'll say this. Plus, I mean, Boston did some swaps in this trade and stuff. Um, I don't know. Milwaukee needs, a, I think, a 3D guy. I do think um, that Brad's a little better with the GM because Danny would, like, just, I don't know, never trade anything. But, you know, Brad makes moves. So I expect Brad to make another move. And I do expect the GM of the Milwaukee Bucks to bring in another guy as well. What's your take? I just think the Celtics already got defense. I mean, Drew Holiday's be bringing Drew. He just got a little more than, than what Marcus uh, Smart had. I think he you need more size. Do you think he's because he's 6'5"? I, think you, no, I need, think you need more size. You need to throw bodies at Giannis. We do need a big. I tell you what, I think the Celtics need to go get Dwight Howard. Go back to the top, what you were talking about. I think Dwight Howard <clears> would be a good addition. Right now, I know he's in shape. I think he's a veteran. I think he knows his place. He's pretty much out the league already. Um, he bring he's basically Robert Williams, what Robert Williams never really got to amount to be in a lot of sense. And I think the the draft capital would work for him because he can come in at the very, very, very minimum. And I think his locker room presence won't really matter because he's not going to influence that to that degree. Knowing where his he's on his, I guess we'll call it a dental floss. <laughs> you know, what I mean? he's hanging. I like Boogie, that. Boogie, I looked I at Boogie's both of them. Out of shape. Boogie's yeah, I don't, Boogie, like, Boogie I, yeah I don't think Boogie Yeah, I don't think Boogie's the answer I like the Dwight Howard But you gotta also look at two You don't have to make the move now There's a trade in deadline You can go to a team like Utah And see that like Danny Mayo, the Celtics one He may send one of their big men I mean, you can look around for that There's no doubt about that Yeah, um, Sometimes you pick players up too early And they, then guys are hanging out there Come the free agent time And you're kind of stuck and you're cutting players. Oh, you get them too early to sit at the end of the bench anyway. Whoever comes is going to be at the end of the bench. <coughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what you need. You need that body to come kill fouls because at uh, 37, you expect Al Hoffman to play, I mean, a that's whole wild. year. I mean, that's I the he... problem. 63 games last year, he's on the decline. He's 37. One thing yeah. I do feel have nervous about is both him and Porzingis. It, it just could amount. If one of them's down, it's, it's done. It's done. It's, and Porzingis is probably going to go down for a little bit. He ain't going for Yeah, definitely games. by Christmas. <laughs> no, nah, I think he'll be around for Christmas. I think he's good for about 66, maybe 66 games. But those 17 games will be pivotal. That's what it is. Watch. It'll be like the middle of the season, right after Christmas, when we're starting to turn that corner. You know what I mean? Where, where it starts getting important. Um, I got a question. If the Bucks GM John Hurst knew the Celtics are going to get Drew, do you think Milwaukee would have say, would have made the Dame deal? In other words, do you think this would have went down if they if he if he yes, knew? I think you had to. I think I think Milwaukee's hands would force. Um, Giannis has been coming out and says, "Hey, I'm not going to resign if you don't start showing to give me the help I need to win." I think he had no choice. I uh, I like the move. Your chance in here. You're bringing in an All NBA guy. I look it. I told you I thought Drew was the guy for the Celtics two years ago or yeah. three years ago. Whenever he went to Milwaukee, I would have loved to see the Celtics get him. I'm looking at Milwaukee right now. You got to make a splash. You made a splash. Now Giannis is finally getting the top 15 guy next to him. Um, if they go far, I do see Giannis staying. I mean, if this turns out to be a, uh, a disaster, then no. 
no, I don't see Giannis staying. This has mm-hmm. to work for Milwaukee or it's going to be a blow up and he's going to bounce on him. I feel you. I agree. I, I'd say he's okay. really Damian Lillard interview. He doesn't look happy. He's saying all the right things. He just doesn't <clears throat> look naturally happy, but I don't know. I think Giannis could end up uh, maybe out west. I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he's got he's picky. I'm not sure. I didn't write it down when I was doing my research on tonight. I was kind of looking at um um the salary cap and stuff. Giannis has got next year too. I'm not sure if it's a player option or a team option or it is his option. I would have to look when it's up, when the TV rights deal come in, and who's going to have cap space for him. Um, you know the major markets if they got it, I got be in for him, like a, a lake is or whatever. Um, I'm not exactly sure where he ends up. Um, but a player like him, I can just see the eyes light up in LA. LA always goes for mm-hmm. you know the big star player. I mean, that's where ultimately I feel he would end up. But on that note, you have anything else on this? I don't know. Hope we get some expansion teams. Just two more would be good. It's coming. It's coming. That we'll talk on another day, probably once we get into basketball season. Um, I mean, we just I couldn't pass on these topics today. So I, you. I, I all right, I want to give out a quick quick few shout outs. First and foremost, a good friend of mine. Um, I go by Mr. and Mrs. Homer Phil. Um, they're having their first baby coming in March. Shout out to Phil, and you can check Phil out on Portuguese Boys on their podcast show. Phil was also part of the Talking Loud, Saying Nothing, a good friend of mine. Um, Yep, shout out to you, Homer Phil. Sorry that your Patriots took a beat down, but that's why you're Homer Phil, and you're going to produce another little Homer Phil. It is going to be a boy. Very happy about that. And I'm going to have a proud papa moment. Not for me, for my man True Styles. Yeah. Your boy. Your boy. What's your boy's name? Elijah. Yeah. Elijah, a seventh grader playing against eighth and ninth graders, dropped 21 points with three steals and three boards, scored 21 of the team's 28 points. Shouts out to Elijah. Mm. Yeah, he gave some that day. I got up, went to the bathroom for one of the – I missed one of them. He had a step back three. I guess he crossed the kid over, came a little step back, and he's left-handed, so it like hard in a little bit. Bang! One of the one of the dads, Elijah's out there hot. Then I went back in. He was already he had scored like eight straight points, and then I saw him hit another one, and then I went out. He hit two more threes, just unconscious. Bang! Bang! Yeah. <laughs> one kid was practically well, dunking against him. Wow! Against him. Yeah, he he had his hand over the rim. Yeah, these kids are big. Yeah, well, he, he could shoot. My son could shoot the ball. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, yeah. I was kind of you know when you told me that I was I was glad we gave him a shout out. And I tell you one listening too, as we'll get our social media pages out soon. And yeah. if any of your kids do something good, I don't care if it's straight A's, have a good game on any sporting event. Shout, give us a give us a message. We'll be able to direct messages once the social media is out. And we love to give everyone's uh, family a shout out when their kids do good. Um, that's part of our program where we want to keep going out there. But mm-hmm. that's all I got tonight. I want to thank everyone. Please like, share, and su- su- uh, subscribe below. Yeah. That's Peace out, everyone.